You're listening to the Food Freedom Podcast, hosted by me, Dylan Murphy, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. Food Freedom Podcast explores the topics of intuitive eating, mindset, and body respect to help you create a lifestyle of lasting food freedom. We believe it's possible to feel confident in your food choices and connected to your body. And here on Food Freedom Podcast, we will show you how. I am a registered dietitian nutritionist and owner of Dylan Murphy Nutrition, a nutrition coaching practice helping women make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. We welcome all foods over here, from kale salads to queso and everything in between. Let's dive in. Welcome to episode three of the Food Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Murphy, and I'm so excited to dive into today's topic. So the goal with the first few episodes of Food Freedom Podcast is to help you, the listener, get an inside look into the foundation of a non-diet approach to nutrition and health as we continue to dig deeper into what that looks like on a practical level. One of the beliefs my practice is rooted in is that intuitive eating is possible for all people. A huge result that a lot of my clients experience is going from fed up in that binge restrict cycle of diets to freed up and walking in an intuitive relationship with food. That change definitely doesn't happen overnight, and that change is not linear by any means. The way I describe it is it's kind of like a roller coaster. There's a lot of ups and downs, there's some flips thrown in there, and you don't really know what to expect. So maybe you're listening and you're wondering, what does intuitive eating even mean? Or maybe you've heard the phrase intuitive eating, but you don't fully understand it. So the term intuitive eating was created by two dietitians. And they define intuitive eating as a self-care eating framework, which integrates instinct, emotion, and rational thought. Intuitive eating consists of 10 principles, and we'll dive into those so much deeper in future episodes. The goal of intuitive eating is to help you learn, or maybe relearn, how to listen to your body's natural cues. So think hunger, fullness, satisfaction, and then how to best honor those cues. And in doing so, another goal of intuitive eating is to help you remove anything that takes you away from that attunement to your body's needs. And a lot of times that results from diets you've been on in the past, food rules you have, negative thoughts you have on your body. I think it's a common misconception that intuitive eating means that all you're going to eat is french fries and brownies. Because, you know, maybe you have the thought, if I'm honoring my body, then that means that's all I'm going to eat. I'm just going to eat Chick-fil-A all the time. I'm going to eat ice cream. Funny enough, that's typically not how intuitive eating works. In the various intuitive eating principles, this exact thought is addressed. And a helpful way to explain this is to think of a toddler. So let's use a two-year-old, for example. So this two-year-old is eating a cookie after lunch, and she loves the cookie, like most toddlers probably do or most humans in general. So she goes back and grabs another cookie, and then she grabs another one, and another one, and a few more. So after having quite a bit of cookies, she complains to her parents about having a tummy ache. And that tummy ache serves as a sign that maybe she had a few too many cookies than her body needed. And that's not because cookies are bad, or she shouldn't have any at all, but her body's giving her physical signs that maybe she's had too much to eat. And that physical sign is coming from her stomach hurting. 
But the same can happen with broccoli, with kale, with pasta, with any food under the sun. If we eat way too much of anything, it may cause some physical side effects in our body. So that's where listening to your body really comes in. In respecting and honoring our bodies, we can learn from situations like that. Understanding that, sure, you have the okay to eat cookies for every single meal if you want to, but it will probably lead to some tummy aches soon enough. With intuitive eating and with food freedom, you enjoy the cookies and you enjoy all the other foods, and at the same time, you're tuning into when your body has reached its own individual level of fullness and satisfaction. And with intuitive eating, you aren't letting the numbers, measurements, weights, etc. be the guide of when you eat or how much you eat. Instead, you're tuning into your hunger and fullness cues to be the judge because they know you way better than any calorie count ever will. And an important note to make about intuitive eating is that depending where you are in your food journey, intuitive eating might not be for you right now, and that's okay. Many of my clients who are in eating disorder recovery are not at the stage where they're ready to eat intuitively, and that's nothing about them whatsoever. But when you've been dieting, restricting, etc. for so long, that takes us out of touch with our body's cues, like I mentioned and unable to fully understand what hunger and fullness truly feels like, what foods you actually enjoy, and what food rules are holding you back. And so that's a lot of times the first step before even journeying into intuitive eating is really bringing back your hunger and fullness cues to the surface. And the way to do that is creating structure in your eating plans. And I see a lot of clients come to me who aren't eating regular meals throughout the day or who are skipping meals purposely because they feel like that's the way to be healthy. And so in eating disorder recovery, this looks like following a dietitian approved meal plan where you really bring structure to your meals and you ensure you're eating three meals a day and you're snacking in between your meals as well. And this is especially important if you're in an eating disorder recovery journey and weight restoration is also needed. And as you continue to gain awareness of your body cues and when you feel hungry and when you feel full, you're stepping closer to being able to eat more intuitively. But when talking about intuitive eating, I like to mention that for some people, intuitive eating may be very far off. And that, like I said, is so okay. Because I have that conversation with clients a lot. I think intuitive eating is amazing. But at the same time, when we see it on social media or when we hear friends talk about intuitive eating, it can seem like something that we all should be doing just naturally. But for a lot of people, it doesn't come naturally because we have years of diet and restriction and all of that to really unravel. And so what is of primary importance is that you are nourishing your body properly and that you're giving the tools you need to succeed in connecting with your body and making peace with your body. And maybe that's through intuitive eating or maybe it's a little bit more structured. And maybe you're not struggling with the eating disorder, but you realize you aren't super in tune with your hunger and fullness cues. And maybe you're asking, okay, how do I get back in touch with them? The short answer, like I already mentioned, consistent meal patterns. And that's something I talk about all the time with clients. Because when we're skipping meals, it throws our hunger cues so out of whack. And then when we consistently skip those meals, our body starts to shut off those hunger cues because it sees that we clearly aren't paying attention to them. And our body's not going to waste energy sending out hunger cues when we're not going to eat. 
So in order to bring life back to those hunger cues, we must prioritize eating three meals a day and snacking throughout the day to bring that normalcy and equilibrium back to our body. But this is so much harder than it sounds because when we get out of the habit, it can be so hard to develop those habits back again. And that's something I'll continue to talk about in future episodes as well. A way to make this a little easier is setting alarms in your phone to remind you to eat. It can sound silly, but I promise it's so helpful. So setting an alarm for the time you want to eat breakfast, the time you want to eat lunch, and the time you want to eat dinner. And maybe even setting an alarm for snack times as well. Or maybe it's just one meal, like breakfast, that you really struggle to remember to eat. So maybe just setting an alarm for breakfast. Maybe you don't need an alarm for every single meal. But it's important to know that when we're not getting those internal cues from our body, such as hunger, sometimes we need to get help from external cues, like phone alarms. And that can be so, so helpful in your journey. In talking about intuitive eating, here's something that intuitive eating is not. It is not a weight loss diet. And I see a lot of times on Instagram the terms intuitive eating and weight loss thrown around in the same sentence, but they really are counterintuitive. So you may eat intuitively and lose weight, but you also may eat intuitively and gain weight, or maybe your weight doesn't change at all. So what I'm really getting at here is your mindset when working to become an intuitive eater, because another principle of intuitive eating is rejecting the diet mentality. A key element to rejecting diets is rejecting the intentional pursuit of weight loss. Because like I mentioned before, the intentional pursuit of weight loss fails us 95% of the time. And so really with intuitive eating, it's letting go of that ideal body that we may may have in our mind. And we're going to talk about body image a lot on here because it's one of my favorite topics to talk about. And I get it. Weight loss is appealing. Our culture thrives off weight loss and glorifies thinness. And letting go of weight loss as the primary goal can be really scary. If you listen to episode two, I asked y'all to think about the impact that diets have had on your life in the past. So what are some things that came to mind for you? Maybe missing out on dinner with friends, saying no to your favorite foods, like I gave the example of saying no to Mexican food, which, hello, is my favorite food. Avoiding pictures until you get your perfect body. With intuitive eating, you learn the tools to best honor and respect your body, which in turn means you'll learn how to switch your focus from weight loss to health-promoting behaviors and making peace with your natural body size. And I know this is where that thought comes in of, okay, well, all I'm going to eat is brownies and cookies and french fries. If I'm letting go of caring about weight loss, then... All my food rules go out the window and I'm just going to eat everything. But like I talked about, that's selling intuitive eating short because a huge component of intuitive eating is connecting with your body and eating foods that nourish your body and really understanding how your body responds to different foods. And remember what I said at the beginning, it's a roller coaster ride, lots of ups and downs, and it's not an easy journey. But by the end, You'll be smiling with joy, hands in the air, thinking of how the wild ride was so worth it. Unless you hate roller coasters, then this analogy probably isn't for you. And like I said, the purpose of this episode is to give you a quick dive into intuitive eating. And there's so much juice to unpack with intuitive eating. And one episode really does not do it justice. So in future episodes, we will continue to discuss this further. 
And you'll continue to learn this about me, but it's hard for me to finish an episode without talking about action items to take. That's how I end all my sessions with clients is brainstorming one to two action items to focus on before our next session. Because in listening to things like this, sometimes it can be overwhelming and thinking about the health goals you have and where you are now and where you want to be. And so setting small action items and small goals to really focus on for one week, two weeks, etc., can be really, really helpful. So I'm going to give you some action items. Number one, I want you to think through or pull out a journal and write out what does hunger feel like to you? And what does fullness feel like to you? And maybe you don't know. So maybe that's something you'll have to continue to pay more attention to. Are you aware of your hunger and fullness cues? And like I mentioned, one way to really get back in touch with your hunger and fullness cues is regular meal times. So eating three meals a day and snacking. Another way to get back in touch with your hunger and fullness cues is to practice mindful eating. And mindful eating is a component of intuitive eating. And with mindful eating, it's bringing your attention to the present meal. So eating at the table instead of in front of the TV where you're distracted or doing whatever you need to bring your full attention to the meal so you can really understand what hunger hunger feels like and what fullness feels like. Speaking towards hunger and fullness for a second, a tool that I use with clients all the time that I'll link in the show notes is the hunger scale. And it's ranking from one to 10, one being oh my gosh, I am so hungry. I'm sick. That's how hungry I am. And 10 being the opposite. Oh my gosh, I'm so full. I'm going to be sick. So where are you usually before a meal? You should be around like a three to a four, which is I'm hungry. My stomach's growling. I can tell I need food, but I'm not at that point of like, I'm starving feeling. And then throughout the meal, you'll get to around a five, which is a neutral where you're not necessarily hungry, but you're not necessarily, (laughs) that's a hard word to say, or you're not necessarily full yet either. And so when you finish a meal, you should be around a seven, six or seven or so where you're full, you're satisfied, and maybe if you had a few more bites, you would be overly full. And one thing I note with this point with clients is when you get to that point of feeling around a seven where you're full and you know, okay, if I had a few more bites, I might be overly full. Also knowing that it's okay if you are overly full. Maybe you look at your plate and there's three bites left and you're at your favorite restaurant you haven't been to in a while and you're like, I'm not going to leave these, these three bites. If I have three more bites, yeah, I might be a little bit more full than usual, but that's okay because that feeling's going to pass. And so using that scale can be really, really helpful in identifying what hunger and fullness really feels like to you. And then another question I want you to ask yourself is, what would it look like to let go of weight loss as the sole focus of your health journey? Would it be scary? Would it be freeing? Would it be a little bit of both? And then also I want you to ask yourself this question. What's one thing I can do today to become an intuitive eater? And then ask yourself that question tomorrow and the day after tomorrow and the next day and the next. Because that can be a really helpful question to set those small goals, like I mentioned, of instead of thinking big picture, long term, six months from now, ask yourself, what's one thing I can do today? And maybe it's as small as I'm going to eat breakfast. That way I know I eat three meals today. 
I'd love if you answered these questions, if you journaled them out or typed them out in your phone, if you screenshot them or take a picture and share them on your Instagram story and tag me at dylanmurphy.rd. Or maybe you don't want to share them on your Instagram story and that's totally fine. Send me a DM. I would love to see your answers. Or if you'd rather just screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, that would be great too. Again, my Instagram handle is at dylanmurphy.rd. And as always, if you really enjoyed the show, I would love if you would subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. And then also if you would rate and review. The reviews and you subscribing help other people just like you find this podcast and learn more about food freedom and intuitive eating. And I love reading your reviews too. It's really helpful for me to see who's all listening and what you're getting out of the episodes and what you want more of. So thank you, thank you, thank you if you've already rated and reviewed the podcast. I will see y'all next week.